Redeemer family, welcome to another Formation Moment. I've got Pastor Drew with me who preached this Sunday on Psalm 51. So if you have not listened to that sermon, then as always, the encouragement is to pause here, go watch that or listen to it. Um, nice there on YouTube now, so nice little video and audio there. And then come back for the context of this conversation. But talking about repentance, confession, friendship. I think this will be a pretty interesting conversation. Um, and so, yeah, we'll just jump in there talking about David's life, talking about David blowing up his life in sin. Um, and this idea I thought was really powerful that it wasn't necessarily, there was a big, there were big sins, but also the culmination of many small sins. And I, I really wanted us to hear that from a formation perspective that um, it's the, all the little things along the way that kind of lead up to the big moment or, or cause us to hide and protect it. So I want to start there. What formation practices would you say help us be people who catch and root out sin sooner um, mm. rather than later? That was kind of the first thing that was coming to my mind. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember um, Chris McDaniel over at Trinity. Uh, he would talk about this when I was on staff there, that he would challenge us as a staff to keep short accounts with each other. Uh, so mm. when we were frustrated or when we messed up uh, or when somebody else messed up to be able to have a confrontational not mean but a confrontational loving conversation say hey I was hurt by this or on on the flip side say hey I messed this up like I dropped the ball here I you know I was selfish and disappointed you and I'm, I'm sorry about that and if we keep short accounts where we make it a practice to to apologize to confess sin both to each other and to the Lord then we are keeping that at the keeping our sin in the light as it talks about in first John. Um, and even, and even if it seems too small or too petty, um, it's be able to say, no, I'd, I'd rather, I'd rather err on the side of just letting you know, I messed this up, um, before the Lord and, and each other. So short accounts, I cannot, cannot, uh, emphasize that enough. Yeah. So keeping short accounts, that's really good. And then talk more about that walking in the light. Cause that was another thing I have in my notes here from a formation mm -hmm. perspective, what are practical things? So short accounts is one, but what other practical things can we do to be people that live in the light, just people who live um, with a greater sense of accountability? And I think this is probably on a lot of people's hearts and minds because we've seen pretty recently um, some like big, big failures from big Christian leaders that honestly remind us of this yeah. this um passage in this story but so i think a lot of people are wondering that like how, you know there's some people who are in the camp of like shocked like how does that happen right and mm -hmm. then others of us who probably look at it and think like i can think of a lot of ways that would happen um because people just don't live in the light so what does it look yeah. like practically for the follower of jesus to live in the light um in m many areas of our life yeah, yeah. No, I didn't even think about that. I love I love this time where we get to kind of discuss different things that didn't even come up in my thought process and thinking with um yeah, big Christian pastor failures. Um yeah, and how heartbreaking that is and confusing it is, both for people at their church and people who have been impacted by them on a broader scale. And I think maybe it's a different podcast uh to talk specifically about kind of how that happens in big church or mm -hmm. big Christian celebrityism, uh, which yeah. is uh, a lot to unpack. Um, but I, I think I think about when you know what does it look like for us to have short accounts and to live in the light. It means a that there are people in our lives that know what's going on and have permission to ask questions. Um, yeah. And so I think this is where as Christians, so often we have said, 
we have kind of we like walk on eggshells around people and say well if they want to talk about it they'll bring it up to me and mm -hmm. what i have found over time is that i need people asking me questions and and, and as, as a pastor as a christian you know, as a person that's been a christian for 20 plus years you would think like oh oh i'm sure he like you know is convicted of a sin and then just goes and tells somebody about that but there still is a part of me and a part of all of us that just like david wants to hide just like adam you know you know yeah. in the garden like wants to hide and be like oh maybe maybe he won't find me here maybe i won't be exposed and i can just kind of like avoid the consequences of this but right so in essence if you have deep friendships you're inviting those people to ask about it and we talk about this at, at weddings where we say if you're here in the congregation you're here to both celebrate them but you're also here with their permission to inquire about their marriage uh, mm. to say hey how are you guys doing what can i be praying for you is there a struggle that has come up you know in year two that wasn't there in year one and that's i think we we've lost you know, the art of of good question asking um in our in our friendships yeah, that's really good. And I think a really good point to kind of distill or pull out of there or maybe just to echo is the idea of giving permission or having permission, having people in your life that have that kind of permission. And I think what the only layer I would add to that or nuance I would add is that that's not everybody, right? Like, I think we do have to be the kind of people, um, I think it's Sarah Bessie in her book, Out of Sorts, who talks about this idea of having like um, – somebody's or somewheres and then anywheres and so like there's some people you need in your life where it's some safe space for you to be able to say like this is what's going on and here's the good bad and ugly of it and that's not everywhere like that's not every time you log on to instagram or facebook you're just spilling your whole life to everybody in the whole world but it, there is a private nature to confession also um that gives it that extra layer of like hey you are a person i've identified in my life that i want to walk deeply with and therefore you have permission to xyz right um, and so i think good. there's some intentionality yeah. that's required and so hopefully from a redeemer perspective if you're in a formation group that's happening there um and maybe it's not happening in the whole group but maybe there's one person you could identify in your formation group and i would just encourage you this week to have that conversation with somebody if you've never had that conversation with somebody in your life to like have it be like hey reflecting on the sermon listen to the formation moment and i really want to talk to you about what would it look like for us to give each other permission to ask hard questions because um, i think that's so key and that's so necessary so i just want to give people that yeah that tool to engage in this week um yeah. so last one here go ahead I'll just add, I mean, I think that's so good. And I think a good nuance, yeah, I love getting to this together because you, you point out things that are really helpful. And I would say like, um, yeah, and for those of, for people that have been in the church a long time, the idea of accountability uh, sometimes gets boiled down to just like, did you sin this week? Um, mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, okay. All right. We'll try better next week. And what I would say is like, yes, there's some layer that that's, that's helpful, but with your deep friendships in your spiritual formation groups or you know wherever those deep deep friendships are ask questions beyond that like mm -hmm. ask questions and have people that know you that not only know like oh this is a struggle but like get get more to the like why do you think this is a struggle like what were you feeling leading up to that sin like if you had a a, mo a day where you just felt envious like you just walked through life being like oh, i want that car i wish i had that house i wish i had that you know, physical appearance, whatever, what was going on leading up to that um, and, and have a conversation about that. And then those friends 
then they know like, you know, if you are, um, I don't know, you're up for a promotion at work and you don't get it, they know to not only say, oh, I'm sorry about that, but saying, oh, did that, like, how are you doing processing through that and yeah. loving your, you know, coworkers well in the midst of, I know this has been a struggle in the past and they, they're able to ask those deeper, more transformative questions. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good, that's a good word. Um, so one of the other things that I think that maybe the other side of this coin of like the things that are so, you know, living in the light and knowing the other side of that is this idea of avoiding and distracting. And more of us actually probably live there than we realize. Uh, and I had written in my notes all the way back to Adam and Eve. So it's, you know, funny that you say that or the Holy Spirit. But I think, yeah, that's our human tendency, right, is we're going to make some leaf, some covering, you know, because we're in shame and we're hiding. Um, and I think there's a tendency in culture today um, to just put on always, to always just put on that we've got it together, that we've got this all figured out. And if we mess up, like just sweep it away. Um, but one of the things I love about our tradition and the prayer book is the prayer of confession. And so we say this together every Sunday um, before we engage in um a time of communion or a time around the table, but it's also something that in the morning office, um, we pray every day. Like if you've been coming to morning prayer with us, you know, we're beginning with that prayer of confession. And so I would love to hear you talk just a little bit about how the prayer of confession specifically um, can form us and why it's important to incorporate those kinds of liturgical prayers into our followership of Jesus. Yeah. I mean, I think that the the reasons you've kind of uh, alluded to, one is having as a regular routine, like you, when you're going through your prayer life, maybe you are a, you know, very mature Christian where you are thinking through confession just naturally. But for a lot of people, that's, that doesn't come up when you're like, oh, I'm, let's, let me, let me pray. Oh, let me slide in some confession time here. So that liturgy helps us grow those muscles that we may not love to work. It's like, it's like the guy that lifts weights, like loves to skip leg day. Like nobody mm -hmm. likes leg day. Um, yeah. But it's like, that's helpful for, you know, the formation of our bodies. And in the same way, like confession is, is helpful for the formation of our souls. And I think through the prayer of confession, when I think it through, we think about, you know, when we're confessing both the, our our sin before God and our sin before neighbor, we have not loved our neighbor as ourselves. And when yeah. we say those words, we say them every Sunday. I sit there and I'm like, gosh, what is that stirring up in me? Like, how have I not loved my neighbor? I think about my my physical neighbors. I'm outside of my house right now. My physical neighbors, how have I loved them well or not loved them well? My neighbors in my neighborhood, my neighbors in my city. And I think that prayer confession just brings up such good things for us to be, you know, stirs us, kind of stirs the pot a little bit for us. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say uh, what I would add is that it gives there's a there's a the way it begins, I think, is one of the most important things. And I think it's where you got in the sermon, you know, that line, most gracious and merciful God. Right. Like we're coming in light of God's mercy. And so I think, you know, how I'd want to conclude this conversation is just talking about how important it is for us to recognize that we are walking in God's grace and God's mercy. Uh, and, you know, even the benediction that you ended with that reminder that there's nothing that can separate us from God's love. So even our crazy, goofy, trying to hide doesn't really work. It doesn't pan out if we truly listen to what Jesus has said to us. And so, yeah, I'd love to end just with any thoughts you have around um, 
formation practices that remind us that we're in view of God's mercy and God is merciful and loving and kind and gracious and that, yeah, how that frees us. So yeah, any thoughts that you want to add there? Yeah, I think people, we could put people in two camps and sometimes people live in both camps, but there's some people that um, they struggle to name their need for confession. And there's some people that struggle to observe uh, enjoy the grace that God offers. Um, and there's two sides of the same coin, but for the folks that are just, they seem to kind of loathe their sin and stay there. And it's just kind of like I, the guilt and the shame, um, be able to take passages of scripture like Romans 8, 38 and 39, and just have, just take a, make it a bigger part of your diet. Uh, where you're re- you're reading Ephesians two one through ten, you're reading Romans eight thirty eight thirty nine, you're reading First uh, John, like you're reading these beautiful passages of Scripture. We're re- reading um, the Old Testament text from Jeremiah, where I yeah. will be, you will be my people, I will be your God. Like that is a beautiful covenantal promise to us. It's like no matter what you did yesterday, today, or tomorrow, God looks at us because of the blood of Jesus, the covenant that Christ made with his people and said i'm yours we are i am committed to you and there's nothing you can do that's going to make me turn my back on you if you're in christ and like what a beautiful yeah promise that for us to just marinate with yeah that's so good so we'll end there um so kind of encouragements for the week as a recap are be a person that is open to confession of sin and Build that muscle up by talking with other people. So give someone permission this week in your life to talk, have conversations with about sin and struggle. Um, don't hide. Live in the light because God is merciful and gracious and kind and will never leave us or forsake us. And so that is a promise um, that has been kept and will continue to be kept. And so thank you, Pastor Drew. And uh, thank you, church. If you've got any questions, as always, reach out to us, Benjamin at RedeemerATL.org, Drew at RedeemerATL.org. We'd love to help unpack any more of this with you. And as another practical step, if you are interested in being in a spiritual formation group or you're like, what is that even that he's talking about? Reach out to me and I would love to get you some more information on that and get you plugged in to a group of people that you can walk with in your journey to looking and living and loving more like Jesus. All right. Thanks church. Peace.